Broadcasting from deep within the great pit of Carcoon, this is the Dewback Discussion Podcast. Your source for Star Wars news, theories, and reviews. With your hosts, Jared Bachman-Stubbs and Mike Dolan. Hello there, and welcome back to the Dewback Discussion Podcast, episode 70. I am your host, Jared the Dark Jedi. Uh, Darth Id Michael Doling is tied up with Bandcamp currently, so we are sans one Darth Id. However, we do have a Connor Chikiti on the horn. What's up, guys? And we have a Spencer the Mando Simpson on board. Thank you very much for having me. And we are joined by Hall of Heroes' own Travis Grossman. I want it to be known that when you inter- like when Jared introduced Connor, he gestured away from us. <laughs> like he gestured to a body that Stage wasn't right. there. <laughs> I need people to know that. What's up, guys? Awesome. It's better than do- uh, Michael's rabid dog tongues. <laughs> yeah. True, um, true. Travis Spencer and I are probably all going to be telling roughly the same stories once we get an hour slice of life from uh, Steel City Comic Con. So, Most Connor, uh, this, the the stage is yours for your slice of life, sir. My my week was interesting, to to say the least. Um, I was on vacation, so that was nice in Avalon, New Jersey. So. That was really cool to just be on vacation and just be away from basically everything. But it was very interesting, to say the least. And we will get into why it was interesting on a later episode. Yes, yes. That's all I'll say. Tying into the The project. project. (laughs) What the hell did I miss? I'm gonna go back to college <laughs> project in one week. TM. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this past week, as you guys know, was um, Steel City Comic Con. The Dewback crew was there in full force. Uh, Spencer was there all weekend. Travis made an appearance on Saturday. Uh, that was a lot of fun. It was your first Comic Con, right? Yep, it was my my first con in general. Period. Yeah. yeah. Nice, nice. So. Uh, where where do we start? Where do we start for this past hell of a weekend? We can just do a combined just, slice just, of life. Okay. The, <laughs> like when you grab three slices at once and eat it as one slice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Am I coming through, <laughs> by the way? Just making sure. Yeah, you sound good. Yeah, you're good. I am. I am. Okay. I couldn't hear myself. Are, new, we're still working out there. kinks with the new sound equipment. Yeah. It took yeah. us like <laughs> a half hour to get this rig set up today <laughs> and figure out all the problems. It was, it was we a couldn't. Time and a we half. couldn't hear Connor for like five minutes, and he had to be like DMing us in the chat. <laughs> it's it's been a time and a half. Um, so yeah, we figured it out. Steel City Comic Con. I don't know if we're gonna we're ready to publicly disclose the amount of money we raised I, for Shriners. Yeah. I don't know our final number. I know what our number was at the end of Saturday, but 
it yeah we i it, we'll it was a it, lot more than that yeah we'll keep I mean, it bottled until yeah, the until official yeah. announcement get, is made yeah, once we, dj says we're good to go yeah once we get green light from uh Dubak daddy himself we uh <laughs> but we, we raised we raised a good amount of money for uh shriners children hospital spread the word on friday the 13th vengeance um which you won't hear us talking about much on here because that's not our beat um Oh, yeah, I got to spread the word on all of that stuff. Uh, lots of people got to meet the Cookie Cop. Um, <laughs> Officially. Which, which which I did not realize was going to be a great marketing thing. Yeah. People... I brought it as a joke, and then, like, that was a that was a doorway to, like, telling the yeah. Cookie Cop story. Really? And the amount oh, of people who came back to the booth to say, hey, hey. <laughs> I started listening because of fucking Cookie, cookie Cop. Cop. <laughs> Thank you. Good Lord. That's actually really clever. I'm not gonna lie. I know that's not. That, I know that wasn't the intention, but that's pretty good. Yeah, it, it, it just out. It just solidifies something that has to be done for December Comic Con now. Yeah, we Cookie Cop goes where we go. Oh boy, he's um, honorary do back. Yeah. <laughs> We gotta get Forget him a little honorary. Tiny. He's one of us. We gotta get him a little like <laughs> the mascot cat shirt. We need to get him like one of those little yeah, shirts. The here, mascot, like, yeah, like a cat or a small dog, and put it on. Little... We need to make a. Nice. We need to make Cookie Cop a Twitter page. Oh, like, we need geez. to like dedicate oh, a Twitter my, account. That would be amazing. Cop. Wouldn't every tweet just be stopped? Step, step away, away from, from the, the cookie, cookie jar. jar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah. So this weekend, uh, as we had said before, Ray Park was gonna be there one darth maul um so spencer travis and i second time for spencer and i meeting mr park um we all got in line uh to meet him spencer and i were dressed as uh obi-wan and anakin and travis was wearing our delightful uh darth maul shirt and now travis got the v-neck version because it's the superior shirt cut that's i'll stand their own i'll stand by this to each his own. To each his own. We can't. We can't say anything ill about the V neck. Yeah, anymore, we can't. Yeah. We can't diss Good you God. for it. We don't have to agree with you, but we can't. We, we talk can't all diss kinds the V neck of... either any, anymore. Um, so yeah. we we get in for the photo. Well, well we got to explain what we were doing to you about the V neck first. Okay, fine. So we once all of our Darth Maul shirts are arriving in the mail, we're all sending pictures of us wearing them into the chat. Travis gets the V neck, and then all of us simultaneously dogpile Travis. Um, calling him a beta male for wearing a V-neck. Um, also, none of us. I I think this goes without saying. None of us even meant that. It oh was yeah, just like, I, I never thought you did. It was just such either. a random thing. Like, let's just attack him yeah. for wearing a V-neck, and we all came up on beta male for yeah. some reason. <laughs> yeah, no, I I never oh, felt geez. legitimately attacked. Um, but we were uh, we were giving him shit over the V-neck uh, for no good reason at all. But we're waiting in line. We're getting ready to meet Ray, uh, Ray Park. We had the the Dubak company logo shirt and then the Darth Maul shirt on hand, ready to go. Curtain opens up and Ray Park, for those of you who have not met him before, is just, lovely. He's a lovely human being who is just a massive ball of energy. We open up the we open up the curtain, we go in for the photo op. And Ray, whose like knees are bent already, like he is like in a crouching, bouncing position. Basically, upon seeing him, he's just like, oh, my gosh, how's it going? Like, he's just so <laughs> fucking intense and in your face. It's it's truly an experience that I hope you all get to have one day. <laughs> like, the most positive, chaotic energy you've ever been around. Um, and we went to give him the shirts. And, you know, we, we said, you know, this is our 
podcast network. We made this Darth Maul one because you were coming to town. He said, oh, thank you so much. I love the shirts. It's so cool. And then, Spencer, you can <laughs> you can say what you said to Mr. Park. So I had made the joke as we were getting ready, and Jared was like, you have com- my complete permission to do this. But Travis had the shirts, and we walk in, and Jared and I kind of you know, both did like the, hey, how's it going? It, we've got some for you. And I said, Travis is wearing the mall shirt that we designed for you, but don't worry, yours isn't a V-neck. To which Ray Park says... We'll let Travis have this one. <laughs> no, no. I love V-necks. I rock the V-necks. <laughs> like, V-necks is so cool. Which just completely made my week. <laughs> All right. That's amazing. Oh, we're not done yet, Connor. Fast- oh, boy. Are we going to tell the story? Oh, the Q&A? Fuck yeah. yeah, we are. Yeah. So fast <laughs> um, forward about two hours. And we're at the Q&A. His energy level has not gone down at all. Not a bit. Maybe he has spiked a bit by the time he gets on stage. Because he definitely hasn't been drinking. <laughs> he multiple times. <laughs> we are not accusing I'm, Ray Park of being an alcoholic. No, but when you unprompted several times, go, I swear I'm not drinking. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> so many times. So the, eventually the, the girl carrying a microphone for questions gets around to Jared and we all stand up. And... <laughs> Jared is like, hey, we've met you before and yada yada, and yeah, they're still the in costume. Story, yeah. So he goes, Oi, thanks for the shirts, guys. Love the V-neck. <laughs> like made direct eye contact with Travis. My heart melted. <laughs> and every time during the QA panel, I just loved it because like the combined adorableness of you and Ray Park Travis was just so much for me. Because every time he'd say something like just so fun and zany it was immediately followed up by you sitting next to me going yeah just eating it all (laughs) up like you were just basking in the sun that is ray park um the best part of the q a though at the very end yes um of the q a was this one gentleman uh from uh the one saber paraxium i'll look it up in a sec in uh west virginia (laughs) he got up and he had a saber staff that was taped up um, and basically uh, said – Outer Rim Praxium. Out the Outer Rim Praxium, yes. Uh, give them a follow on Instagram. Uh, and he was like, you know, hey, um, I took up martial arts, both real and seven forms of lightsaber combat, fictional stuff because of how cool Darth Maul is and because of how cool Maul is and all the cool, you know, type shit in Duel of the Fates. Um, and – those of you who follow Ray Park on social media know that he is prone to just taking people's lightsabers and going ham with them. Um, <laughs> and he did such a thing on uh, on the Q&A panel stage. And oh, he – well, ho, ho, hold on. Because <laughs> the, <laughs> the guy offered uh, – he was like, you know, would you please do the honor of, you know, doing like some saber staff, bow staff, katas with my saber staff and warned him several times of the fact that it was in like disrepair. Um, and Ray Park was like, Oh no. He's like, oh, I've, I'm, I'm tired. I'm a little jet lagged. I don't feel comfortable handling your lightsaber, but so I'd love for you to show us what you can do. And then this poor son of a bitch gets put on the spot by, <laughs> by Darth Ray Maul Park. <laughs> oh, himself. And he goes, okay, and then, like, warns the audience that, like, I would do this faster, but my lightsaber is broken. 
And he starts doing it, and he looks great. You can tell this guy is, you know, a professional. And then Ray's watching it and is, like, smiling bigger and bigger the longer he watches this guy <laughs> use the lightsaber. And, like, the three of us all just kind of looked at each other like, oh, no, he's going to go take this from him. And then he's done. <laughs> audience claps. And the guy, and then Ray looks at him and says, hey, can I see a lightsaber? <laughs> <laughs> Your Ray Park impression is such, like, a cartoonish version, but it's also not inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's how I remember him, though. Like I don't remember a real person. I remember it's like like, like I walked into Ray the booth. Park is an idea. He's not a man. <laughs> I, we peeled back the curtains, and it was like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like I was talking to a cartoon person. Um, but we got in there, and or he he he's, he gives him the lightsaber, and he's you know, and <laughs> Ray went from like. You know, the fun, goofy, lovely human being to be around. He holds this lightsaber. He gives it like a little bit of a bounce one-two kind of thing to get the weight of it. And he went from fun, goofy Ray Park to Darth fucking Maul with this thing. Like, he immediately, oh. like, just with this thing and just starts going ham. And then it flies in half. And half of the lightsaber goes careening into the exit sign. Oh, um, yeah. And, and the guy's like, oh, no, it's okay. And then um, this other guy, this, uh, there are two really good Darth Maul cosplays. It's still sitting on Saturday. Um, makeup. Neither one of them ever got a picture with me. I pointed at the guy. I was like, come over to our booth with me right now so we can get a picture before both of us forget. And he was like, hey, man, I'll be here till, till seven. It's a, it's no problem. Never saw him again. Yeah, yeah. it was unfortunate. <laughs> Um, because I wanted to get like an Obi and Anakin versus Maul, which should have happened in Clone Wars, but that's an argument for a later date. Indeed. Um, but uh, <laughs> so but like one of the Darth Mauls like gave Ray um his lightsaber and he did the routine and he was out of there. But Ray Ray Park's energy is just so much fun. Um, but yeah, Comic Con was a lot of fun. Um, you know, like I said, we raised a lot of money, got to talk to a lot of people. Uh, so yeah, I'm sure uh, if you turn tune into the other shows, you'll hear uh, other stories from the Gornmore folks and the Jerk the Curtain crew, and I'm sure TJ will be talking about it on Down the Rabbit Hole as well. Uh, so with that, um, you guys, any other, um, you know, takeaways from this first convention is company men? Oh, God. The fact that we went on a company dinner... Was like yeah. surreal, <laughs> right? Now you have one. I have one of those stories that I'm saving for Hall of Heroes. So come listen to Hall of Heroes. Ooh, my, my first um, company cheeky. dinner about this still bruised uh, oh, ring finger yeah. of mine from Spencer and I uh, searching for a certain object. But we'll talk about that on Hall of Heroes. Yeah, if you want to hear that story, you'll have to tune in in uh, three days for for yeah. Hall of Heroes. See, I wasn't I wasn't in the room for this. I was still at the booth whenever yeah. you guys went on your uh hunting expedition. Es so I was our escapades. Yeah. But no, it was I mean, as a first con goes, this was super fun. Yeah. <laughs> Sold me on going as often as I can. Meeting TJ for the first time in person was really cool. Yeah. TJ, TJ Chad, Chad and Corey. Corey. Yeah. Uh th <laughs> those guys are all great. Love getting to meet them. So Yeah, that was my first time meeting Chad in the flesh and meeting Corey. Um, obviously, you know, TJ picked me out of a crowd, um, this time a year ago. So yeah. yeah. And the rest is history. And the rest is, and then I ended up dragging you poor bastards into this. Um, uh. so with that, <laughs> uh, 
He's got us chained down here, please. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so with that, we're going to hop right into some of the news. Um, Spencer, I'm going to have you take this first one. All right. So our first story is... It's a two-pronged one. It's about the scoring of The Rise of Skywalker. Right. But so Eight out of ten. Yeah, eight, eight out of ten. Have you, <laughs> have you heard it already? Okay, so our first story comes from IGN. Uh, headline, Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker score will include, quote, every theme that you ever heard. Okay, so this is like an all-in Howard Shore style <laughs> soundtrack where every theme from any Star Wars movie you've ever heard before will be in this movie at some point. And I'm going to read from the article now. Composer John Williams' brother, Don Williams, has teased details about the soundtrack for Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, saying that, quote, every theme that you ever heard, end quote, will be present in the score for the final installment of the Star Wars saga. The Academy of Scoring Arts hosted a, quote, study, score study, excuse me, to celebrate the legendary composer's musical score for 1993's Jurassic Park last week, wherein Don, who has long worked alongside his brother John, openly discussed his brother's long-spanning career, career and their latest collaboration on Episode 9. Mm -hmm. uh, Don says, it is top-to-bottom music. Uh, we've done four days, and we just scratched the surface. I think we've got something like 43 minutes in the canon at this point, but I can tell you that every theme that you ever heard is going to be compiled into this last effort. Uh, da, 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 da. I'm trying to scan That one, for the... too. Uh, yeah. Okay, hold on a second. Okay, so here, Williams also disclosed a huge scope of the project as he confirmed that his brother has, quote, 135 minutes worth of music to write, hinting that kind of tells, excuse me, that kind of tells how long the film is going to be. So, Jared, um, was it in this article where you had the, the comparison? No, it's in the second link. Yeah, okay. it's in the story, okay. yeah. So are we going to... Let, let, right let's talk there. about this part, and then we can jump into the... Okay, sure. Into the other one. Um, mute your devices for, like, five seconds if you want to avoid a spoiler here from a leak we talked about several times, multiple times over the course of this show. Now, if the leak about Ray and Ben teaming up to fight Palpatine is true, Duel of the Fates better be scoring that fight scene. And we're done oh, with 100%. that talk. You're good. Well, the theme is going to be in the movie somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere it's going to be in I mean, there. I want, I want them to. I want the. I want. I need to hear Duel of the Fates. I need to hear um, Battle of the Heroes. I know. I know you love that one. Sick. Oh, yeah. I if, know exactly what you're thinking. I think. What if, like, like the Vanity Fair picture where it's like Ray and Kylo fighting in the rain? What if they like turn Battle of the Heroes on its head a little bit? And instead of a lava world, it's a rain world. And they like and they like change the arrangement a little bit of the song, but you still get that iconic. You're getting me amped up just doing that, man. So there's there's a lot of music. I mean, you know, we're guaranteed like a Han Solo and the Princess just because Leia's in the movie. Um, because we know about Palpatine, obviously, there's we're almost guaranteed one of the good old. 
Yep. Um, but yeah, this is really exciting stuff, especially if, like they're not just hyping up the soundtrack um, and talking out of their ass a little bit. Like if they're like, no, we're going to every fucking song. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> Inject that shit in my veins. Um, Do it honestly. Travis, you have any uh, specific requests, music-wise? I mean, you kind you hit them all. Yeah, like yeah, duel like duel of the fates and battle of heroes are number one and number two. But um, my my comments deal more with the like predicted runtime of the movie. But we'll get to that in a minute. What if? Okay, hashtag Raylo trash. What if they play across the stars for Ben and Ray? <sighs> my heart i'd cry a lot i know you would it's pathetic that would make my heart so happy <laughs> you're already gonna be like a mess <laughs> in tears in the theater like that would be happy tears though that would be like oh so you're, yeah happy. you're yeah. already gonna be on the, like, yeah. the, the roller coaster i need that i need that like if this is true give me just one moment of levity <laughs> for these people <laughs> um but yeah we go into the second prong of this story the second prong of this... Sorry, I did not immediately pick up on that hint there. <laughs> this, no, it was not as seamless of a transition as it might have been. So this is from SlashFilm.com. We've got Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker score length may hint at the film runtime. So John Williams is probably the most well-known composer and conductor of motion picture scores. With credits under his belt like Star Wars, Jurassic Park, and you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you already know some of the stuff that he's been working on. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so, as Don William explains in the video, and we already heard, uh, John has 135 minutes of music to write. Um, so that's two hours and 15 minutes worth of music that John Williams is writing for Rise of Skywalker. And it sounds like Don Williams is maybe performing with the orchestra uh, since he has been known to do some studio percussion uh, recordings professionally. So based on that score time of two hours and 15 minutes, we have here a breakdown film by film of the film length to soundtrack length. Uh, and it goes something like this. The Phantom Menace film length of two hours and 13 minutes. The soundtrack length of one hour and 14 minutes for Clone Wars or <laughs> Clone Wars <clears throat> for Attack of the Clones. The film is two hours and 22 minutes with the soundtrack being one hour and 14 minutes. Revenge of the Sith, two hours and 20 minutes for the film. Soundtrack is one hour and 12 minutes. So we're starting to uh, develop this rough with the exception of Return of the Jedi, which only has a 45 minute soundtrack. Um <laughs> But anyway, what? the vast yeah, majority they cut yub nub. They cut yub nub. <laughs> yeah, good point. So, um, as a basic, like a very very basic um, formula, it seems like if you add about an hour to about an hour and fifteen minutes. If you add, yeah. if you add like between an hour and an hour and fifteen minutes to the soundtrack length, you'll you'll be like hit, chipping right onto the green of the film length. And we have a soundtrack length of two hours and fifteen minutes. We might like, be looking at a three. We and might a half be looking at a three switch. and a half hour Star Wars movie. Like, they, but then, it, but then again, if they're throwing if, like every what if theme, it's not cut down. 
yet. Yeah, if it yeah, like that could be a, a very. That's what I'm thinking. Like I've got the the complete soundtrack from Lord of the Rings, like every every note oh, that they yeah. ever recorded for any of the movies, but only like a half to two thirds of it is actually in the the theatrical cut. And you add some of that with extended edition, but I don't think Star Wars is getting any extended editions. But um, that'd be amazing. But yeah, yeah. But let's just let's, let's get just, the despecialized version of A New Hope on Blu-ray first. Let's please. just let's please. just assume <laughs> if we were even to assume that every minute, every second of this film is covered with theatrical score, this is still going to be like a two hour and 15 movie. Now, when you add the dead space in between there, we're looking at like a three hour plus star Wars film. And that makes me really excited. Yeah. Cut maybe 10 minutes for credits. Yeah. 10 minutes for credits. But then, but yeah, cause it's yeah, considering during the fact that, that yeah. it's the final installment of the Skywalker saga. I would not be surprised at all. If this was the longest star Wars film. It doesn't shock me even a little so bit. Far. If, if Endgame is able to put out like a three-hour movie exactly. with very little left on the cutting room floor, it is entirely possible that with, you know, that's what, 20, 23? 21 films, I want to say. It's like between, how many movies before Endgame? Uh, uh, Endgame is 22. 22. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, that's right. With 22 movies to wrap up in one movie... You need that. And we have we may only have eight movies so far, plus the anthology films and Clone Wars. Yeah. But and Rebels. And Rebels. And the books, the comics. The yeah, yeah. There's a lot yeah. of material to wrap yeah. up here. Like one of the most extensive universes known to film and to fandom yeah. needs to be wrapped up in one movie. We're looking at a three plus hour movie. Yeah. Very I, I think it should be. I would I would love that. Yeah. Same. I think that there's so much to chew on with the rise of Skywalker between, um, you know, getting adequate time with the resistance and seeing, you know, more of what, what, of what they're up to. I think, you know, there's a lot going on with the dark side right now with your, you know, with the first order with, you know, Palpatine being on the horizon in whatever form and shape that might take, be it, him as a force some type of force spirit being resurrected however that shakes out you know how do the sith troopers factor into this um you know figuring out what's going on inside of kylo ren right now there's a lot to chew on uh so i'm very very excited if the um if the metric keeps going if this is a three-hour flick I'm all game. for it. I'm game. All for it. I think <laughs> bring it on. I think that's just like a consensus, <laughs> right? And like it kind of has to be because if it's not, then there's going to be music over every scene, and that just will feel oversaturated. Like, yeah, yeah. The, it'll be the, too much input. Yeah. The article yeah. does say Don Williams is quoted to have said that the movie will have top to bottom music. End quote, which will make it stand out from the rest. In that, like, this movie is going to be almost entirely beginning to end underlaid somewhere with music yeah i mean most of the star wars movies but are. that is the yeah yeah, yeah like yeah almost, we can still even with just the occasional dead space we can still add a lot of time yeah, to this movie yeah. i mean i feel like most star wars movies like every couple scenes you will have like a little bit of like a musical stinger 
You know, like yeah. every so, like, you know, you'll have scenes that just, you know, dialogue, 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 wipe. Scene transition. Yeah, that's totally... Now we're here. Yeah. So, I feel like your top to bottom score can take that form as well. But yeah, we might be looking at a three hour long Star Wars movie. You know, bring yeah, me, no. bring me Skywalker Endgame, please. Um, Dude, 100%. Yeah. I would be... Ah. Uh, I just honestly, I saw this one tweet where this guy was like, I just hope Rise of Skywalker gets weird as fuck. And I'm just like, dude, yes. <laughs> With the leaks we've heard about this Oracle character and all that stuff, it's going to be, oh God, yeah. you bring me the, exactly, bring me the weird shit. Oh, dude, God, 100%. And the fact that like, indigestion. I know, I know that the extended material for the most part really hasn't crossed over into the films. Um, with but with Palpatine coming back, I can't not see there being a reference, at least a reference to the contingency. Oh yeah, I'm sure they're going to talk about like Operation. One hundred percent. I yeah. will. I'll lose my shit. In the oh theater. yeah, same. I love that stuff. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just the fact that this is the final installment. Like I said before, I think that of a forty-two year saga. Mo- more importantly, that. They're definitely it definitely should have as much run t- have as much screen time as it needs to to complete this story. Exactly, and I mean with that you also get into the issue of like you know being maybe a little bit nervous that like there there might be some filler and there might be yeah a little fat that like that's could be that's trimmed. my problem with. I mean, I'll have to watch um rewatch Endgame because the first like hour hour and a half I was just like. Okay, I see their point. I see what they're going for, but if they could speed it up just a teeny bit, that would be great. It was um, pretty dense, though. Yeah, there yeah. you have a lot to cover. It, it did get the uh, the Run P badge of honor for having no yeah. good spot, like no five minutes anywhere in the movie where you're going to miss out on an important detail. It was a really dense movie. Yeah. True. I don't know. I'll have to rewatch it. Badge of Honor for not peeing during my first screening of Avengers Endgame. Same. Badge Same of here. Honor for not screen- peeing during any of my screenings of Avengers oh, Endgame. Oh, certainly not. Fuck you. <laughs> How many times did you see it, Spencer? What? How many times did you see Endgame in theaters? <clears throat> Twice. Oh, okay. I didn't we- make it. Well, you guys went to go see the re-release without me, so no, I guess Jared that's okay. Jared went to see it without us. <laughs> what? I, I had to work. I, I, went, with, I went with Joel because he was going back into eerie uh, and you weren't available unbelievable so I, I took i took the boy out can't believe you um i offered you and you said you would you couldn't make it I'm sorry but uh, you didn't wait for me either i'm sorry it I wasn't thought, worth I thought it you either. were my true love hey all i got out of it was a fucking you were poster. my brother okay. anakin <laughs> that was a kind of cool you. poster though it was a cool poster uh travis are you ready to read your first Article on Dubac discussion? My first article is a YouTube video, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta skip me on this well, one because I didn't watch I this. watched the first episode. Like I uh, didn't watch the first episode. 30 minutes ago or something? Cute as heck. I love it already. Yeah, cue up, cue oh, up a video I, we could talk about. I accidentally opened it and you heard it. I yeah. Heard, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, 
I think we can play it through the thing. Actually, we can try. This is like uh, do or do not. There is no try. This is no. I no. It's a we can. (laughs) It's certainly a try. It certainly is a try because this is the sort of thing that. There it is. Um, This is the sort of thing that Joel would be able to figure out. Turn it down. No, turn it down on YouTube. Okay, we're going to turn it down on YouTube. Let's give this another go. Oh, look at these cute little balls. Ray, Big, Moss, Shoes, BB-8, the Borgs, as they roll their way through new adventures in all sorts of Star Wars Rollout. Kind of cute. I, until the all new adventures in the what? That sounded so professional. Like that could have been actually... all new adventures. Yeah, that could have been in the trailer. I had to double check that it was you saying it yeah. until <sighs> until what? what? So yeah, I mean it doesn't really apply to unless you're um the type of person who's like I'm going to consume everything in universe. Um. The thing that I want to latch on to is if you guys see in the show notes, um, there's a picture of the lineup here with uh, that little Bali boy with red arrows on it. Yeah. Who looks like Han Solo, except angstier. <laughs> Does black hair just make you angstier? Is that. I'm talking about the eyebrows that are like pointed downward in the middle. <gasps> He's got anger brows. No, hey, Spencer. Oh, my God. Mike, if uh, you had no, to no, describe no, a character um, as Han Solo, but angstier, I'm quoting you on that, my dude. Smaller, I'm, I oh, think that amazing. is a baby. I'm sorry, Connor. I think that is a baby Ben. I was gonna say, um, I don't know, Kyle Katarn. Okay, he fits no. the description of Han Solo, but angstier. You're not wrong, um, but I th- I think we're gonna be seeing like a baby Ben Solo, and that'd be cute. I think I think we've Wait. seen. Discrepancy detected. What? The character to the far left is meant to be Rey, and she's taller than Han Solo. Kathleen Kennedy fired, confirmed. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Star Wars is ruined. Star Wars is The mouse got us again. (laughs) Shut up, you mouse fucker. I just just love the term mouse fucker. It's my favorite. Yeah. This is another abomination made by Ruin Johnson. Um, <laughs> Dude, I love. There's this one Shadow Man, and like whenever someone, like no matter what, be careful with what you like, say, Connor. You might get doxxed depending on who's listening. But continue. Yeah, you know, but like it's it's a pretty we're a pretty positive chat. So like we we point we poke fun sometimes at the uh, the people who just cannot stand Star Wars for some reason. And like, there would be a few times where there was this one time where I pointed out this like really minor order uh, glitch, and my one co- and my one friend just tweeted out or commented in the chat, "Rowan Johnson strikes again." And I just freaking <laughs> lost it. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, I think we might get to see a little ba- uh, bouncing baby Ben Solo. Uh, the thing that again excites me as a Raylo and someone who wants to see Ben make it out of this movie alive is that I think there was 
there's something be, to be said for the marketing showing uh, leading up to this um, between the uh, Star Wars Allegiances comic book, between um, the Rise of Kylo Ren comic, and now possibly this, that we're seeing a lot of Ben. Like, we're, see- we're seeing a lot of him in various stages of his time as Kylo Ren. Um, our last story, uh, which I'm going to be talking about, is going to get a lot into that kind of thing. So um, I'll save a lot of my thoughts on that front. But I do hope we get to see a baby Ben Solo uh, from the uh, Star Wars Last Shot novel. Um, the scenes where he's interacting with Lando and he's like Ben's like little, little. And he has like a little bit of an speech, a little bit of a speech impediment. And he keeps calling Lando. Um, he keeps he's trying to say Uncle Lando, but he can't say it right, and he keeps coming out Uncle Wando. And it's so fucking cute. <laughs> and I need some. You would say that about regular Kylo Ren, though. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> if destroy the past, kill it if you have to. <laughs> that's so fucking cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Wow, I dude, went... that's 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 Kylo Ren. Twitter in a nutshell. Hey, hey, I feel attacked. Um, you no, should. I wanna, no, I mean, <laughs> look, I, 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 I tried to stand against the he's baby uh, tweets that happen. Did you see that, Travis? What? Okay. I, I don't so, think I did. No, this was oh, amazing. Geez. This was a few weeks ago. Um, Wait. The I, official, You, I think you know what I'm talking about, Connor. Yeah. Um. The official Star Wars Twitter tweeted out like oh, a, like a it, shot from the Force Awakens of Kylo Ren at the beginning of the film, <laughs> and it was like, oh, something, something, something. You know, when audiences first met Kylo Ren, yeah, like something actually serious. And, Leia. and then and the, the comments, the entire oh. comment section was just Raylos and Kylo Ren stands and Adam Driver stands, all just. He's not sinister. He's baby. He's baby. He's an adorable little baby. He's the baby. He's the baby. He's the baby. He's the cute. He's the baby. They were all just your sock accounts. They were. <laughs> 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 it was literally the entire comment section, and then like people started making memes out of it, where it was like, "God, I feel bad for the uh, marketing person who has to sit in a boardroom with <laughs> Lucasfilm and explain what he is baby means." <laughs> Bro, honestly, um, that <laughs> poor was, intern. That poor intern. It was so funny, um, but yeah, I, I. But I did retweet some of that stuff, and I was like, guys, I swoon over Adam Driver just as much as you guys, but he's kind of a murderer too. <laughs> he's kind of yeah. killed. You see, he's, you, he's if you kind can of see both sides, that's pretty good. Yes. You have um, a you have a pretty good understanding of the character. Yeah, but uh, it was a good time. But this version oh, of him, the little spherical, assuming it, it is him. So if it is him, if this is a bouncing baby Ben Solo, then he is in fact baby. Um, so feel free to he is baby <laughs> all over this one, um, and maybe he is baby in the first few issues of the Rise of Kylo Ren as well, if he's uh, still. Uh, ben Solo in some way shape. I mean, there was. I mean, I don't know if you saw it, Jared. I definitely saw it because I just freaking love Charles Soul. Oh yeah, the Ben Turen. Yeah. Yeah. And it said and he had this like little notepad. And the first thing you can see the only words you can see is starts with Ben. 
And unsurprisingly, the comments were like, I'm not ready for this, or, you know, some feely crap. And I'm just like, oh, it starts with Ben. Okay. Hey. Write the okay. character. I am <laughs> among the people who went. Uh, oh, no, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Um, for me, it's just, he will probably make me care about Kylo Ren. And I'm all for it. I'm going to ruin this comic book by crying into the pages because I'm already very emotionally attached to Kylo Ren. Get a, uh, get a physical one to own on your shelf and a digital copy to read so you don't ruin it. <laughs> it's a good idea. American yeah. Ingenuity from Travis Grossman. Uh, Connor, you're up for the Battlefront story, bud. <laughs> okay. So, Battlefront 2 has been updated. Which isn't surprising because... It was not a great game at first, and now because of these updates, it's become more bearable. It, it's an actually, I it's a full not, game. It's a full game now. That which I still refuse yeah. to buy. I have not played it's it like because it takes too much space, too and much I'm trying to save space for Fall, a game that's probably going to infinitely be better. So... So for the Battlefront 2 community calendar of for August of 2019, we have a few battle point events, one with vehicles, one with reinforcements, one with one called Heroes Unleashed. Which is always have my favorite. Say that again? Yeah, Heroes Unleashed is always my favorite. They okay. turn off the cap um, for the heroes because you can typically only have three hero characters on the battlefield at any given time and they turn off the cap so that you can literally have all eight heroes, heroes. on either side oh, wow. just running around it is a balancing nightmare <laughs> it is a it's not it's pure fucking chaos so that's why yeah. it's my favorite that's uh, yeah no that sounds like it um a triple xp event from the 20th to the 25th a heroes versus villains event called Elegant Weapons from August 30th to September 1st. And then there will be double XP every Wednesday across all modes. And community quests will still be ongoing and are viewable within the challenges menu. I'm not going to lie. The first Battlefront, the only reason I leveled up as much as I did was because of the challenges. And I was able to just refresh them until I got to ones that I knew for a fact I could get. Yeah. And that's the only reason I was able to get to like level 65 or something. I forget yeah. what it is. But I have not played this game in forever. I should. It looks fun. It feels it's fun. It's so much, it's heck, so much I, better now. Heck, I played... Sorry, I remember... I totally forgot Commando Droids a special unit for the separatists and i was playing online and when i got enough battle points at first it's like new um you have enough battle points for this unit and it just said unit and i'm like okay cool then i went into the menu and when i saw it was commando droids i legit just like jumped for joy i was so hyped and yeah. I actually liked playing them. They actually were really fun to play. Not gonna lie. Yeah, the they commando droids are nice. Yeah, they're pretty boss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because like I'll re I'll never forget in the old Battlefront two, I'll I'd never play as the droids. I can't. They just they're so cl they're so clunky. I was about to say clanky, which would have been more accurate, yeah. but still. 
Um, nice. <laughs> exactly. But just they just feel so clunky to me. Um, but in this game, that's definitely not the case. So. Yeah. Um, and then we have another update coming towards the star cards in here soon, which is uh, going to be interesting if you want to take ahead that uh, little blurb there, bud. Oh, Jesus. You can just run through uh, it real quick. You don't have to get into, yeah, super so, into the nitty gritty here. There's ba- basically, um, they're just going to be replacing star cards with new, with brand new star cards. And it's all for a bunch, for a bunch of the heroes like Yoda, Kenobi, Ray, Luke, Han, Phasma, Dooku, Grievous, Finn, to name a few. Yeah. Um, you can check that out. That's all I got for that. Yeah. Yeah, just so. keeping you guys. Oh, that was a fun voice crack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that one was disturbing. I don't ever want to hear you do that again. Yeah. I've heard. I've done worse. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's you know keeping you informed on uh, what's going on on the battlefront. Um, I am all over this next story because I am so in love with this book. Uh, I've talked a lot on the show about how one of my favorite pieces of Star Wars media that I own is my copy of The Jedi Path. I often just refer to it as my Jedi Bible. Um, And it looks like we are going to be getting a new canon version of that book. Uh, However, this one is written from the perspective of Luke Skywalker. It's written from Luke's point of view. Uh, So we're just going to get directly into this article from StarWars.com. Luke Skywalker is your guide in the new book, Star Wars, The Secrets of the Jedi. Uh, Prepare a Padawan to learn from a legend. StarWars.com is excited to reveal Star Wars, The Secrets of the Jedi, a new book from Mark uh, Sumerak, chronicling the history of the Jedi Order with Luke Skywalker as your guide. Coming November 19th uh, from Insight Editions. Again, another book before episode nine right in time buy this one for me for my birthday jared (laughs) (laughs) you can borrow my copy for your birthday (laughs) but it's literally the day after jared i know uh coming november 19th from inside editions the tome is filled with lush paintings and uh special interactive features including a pop-up holocron a translator card a jedi equipment booklet and more you can get Wait, a first what? look below exclusively on StarWars.com. Really big ass hair in my mouth. So we're going to run through some of the pages that they uh, released out to the public. Hold on, let me pull this image up so we can read it. So, oh! <laughs> you good? I, so, no, 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 I'm good. I just didn't, because I don't think I read this article and... I didn't realize about the pop-up hologram, yeah. and now I'm, like, super hyped. <laughs> uh, so this is the page on the Old Republic. Uh, so it reads as follows. And again, this is written from Luke Skywalker's perspective. The Force may have always been with us, but based on what I've been able to piece together from the ancient texts here on Octo, it seems the Jedi Order has existed for nearly as long. While most accounts of their earliest days have been lost to the ages, it's clear that the Jedi Order started thousands of years before I ever held a lightsaber. What was once a simple religious sect devoted to the light side of the Force evolved in the most influential group of peacekeepers in the history of the galaxy. Order from Chaos 
Despite some gaps, a number of the defining moments from Jedi history were carefully preserved and passed down through the generations, particularly tales about the Sith, a rogue faction who embraced the dark side of the Force. The Jedi and Sith battled each other over countless generations. The Sith were eventually exterminated, or so it seems, and their, and their order was destroyed. From the ashes of that conflict, the Galactic Republic was born, with the Sith no longer a viable threat. The Jedi expanded their role, dedicating themselves to maintaining justice and preserving harmony across the known galaxy. They also worked hand-in-hand with the Republic Senate on important diplomatic initiatives the Jedi didn't anticipate it, but their close ties to political power would eventually lead to the fall of their order. Uh, There's a bit here on the Jedi High Council. Though the Jedi served the the whims of the Senate, it's hard to read because the image quality isn't that great. So the whims of the Senate in the days of the Galactic Republic, they were still governed by their own independent ruling body, the Jedi High Council. The Council convened at the Jedi Temple on Coruscant and had 12 seats, each filled by a highly experienced Jedi Master, with one exception. Uh, this group uh, conferred directly... That's Anakin. Thank you. We do not quench you the brink of Master. Take a seat, young Skywalker. That's like, to this day, in my top three favorite moments of all Star Wars, just because it's so baller. Your top three. You can't look me in the eye and tell me that and or that Samuel L. Jackson saying "Take a seat, young Skywalker" is not one of the most incredible things you've ever seen on film. It's just too good. I can't help but like laugh out loud every time. I'm like, sit down, sucker. What is your top three? I'm so curious as to where Star this Wars falls. moments. Yes, on the spot right now. Um. Oof. Well, there's that. That's there's a, that. that's a start. Um, probably, I don't know. I'm a big fan of the Camino fight between Django and Obi Wan, and I also really enjoy the Hoth sequence. Okay. I guess that I'm. I don't know if that's too broad, but I enjoy no, the Hoth fair. sequence, like, like the Battle of Hoth. Like yeah, yeah. The- Take a seat, young Skywalker. That is such a great <laughs> list for you. <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, when the Galactic Republic was threatened by a volatile separatist movement, it was the Jedi High Council that helped devise a plan to protect it at any cost, and that proved to be higher than they had ever imagined. So that was his take on the Old Republic. Uh, we have one about him riffing on different force abilities um i'm not gonna go through all of the force ability ones uh however his some of these are interesting um the one that i like the most here uh that is really beautiful is his description of uh becoming a force spirit after obi-wan kenobi fell in battle against my father i was afraid i'd never see him again Little did I know he would return to watch over me as a force spirit. At first, I only heard Obi-Wan's voice in my head, but I later discovered that he could manifest as a fully visible apparition and even interact with the physical world. In time, I would discover that not all Jedi had the power to transcend death. It requires special training that Obi-Wan's master, Qui-Gon Jinn, received from the ancient force priestesses. That knowledge was then passed down... What? Sorry, I just I think um, that was just the, like a, the Force hey. Priestess's oh. shout out is just impeccable. I didn't know. I didn't realize what you were saying. I'm sorry. 
receiving the ancient priestesses, that knowledge was then passed down to a select few, including Obi-Wan, Yoda, and my father. Their spirits guided me for many years, but vanished when I shut myself off from the Force. It's a relief to feel their presence again after all this time. Aww. So cute. Uh, that's exactly what I said. I really <laughs> missed my dad's rape face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he uh, goes into a description of Force Jump, um, Force Telekinesis, uh, the mind trick ability, um, talks about visions and precognition. The image, the image for visions is of one Jedi Master Yaddle. Yeah. Hey, yes. I forgot she was canon. Not we, really, but we don't. We, Yaddle doesn't get much love. You right, don't have no one in these streets. <laughs> don't take, don't take Um. See, these last two pages are the ones I like the most. Um, here, you guys, I'm I'm taking up all the real estate here. Uh, all right, how about this? Spencer, how many we got here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We're not reading all of these, are we? Uh, no, okay. I'm reading the Ahsoka one. Okay, Connor, you can have Ahsoka. Spencer, who do you want? I want Plo, of I, course. I figured you would. Travi, who do you want? Because I just found the pages. I didn't know this was here. <laughs> Jedi Masters and Knights one. Who do you want? Did I, I just we'll hear you say Jedi Masters and Knight Swan? Knight Swan. Oh, I see. Knight Swan. Uh, I guess I'll take Obi-Wan. Okay. Connor, you're up. So I know you want Obi-Wan. All right, so we got your girl Ahsoka Tano, and my favorite Star Wars character ever created. I honestly never thought I'd say that sentence until I rewatched Clone Wars and Rebels. Yeah, that's, a, that's back a, back. a hot take right there. What? Ahsoka Tano as favorite Star Wars character ever. It's not as uh, hot as your that, spicy weird owl take. We can talk about that's that. Not, okay, we can that's discuss. not really a hot take. I have some, but that's not one of them. <laughs> uh, it's really not. Like she's so she's so loved. Um Ahsoka Tano was the former Padawan, the Jedi turned for an apprentice of my father, Anakin Skywalker, before he turned to the dark side. God rest his soul. During the Clone Wars, Ahsoka matured from an impulsive young trainee to a trusted commander. However, unlike her fellow Togruta, Je- Togruta Jedi Shakti, Ahsoka never went on to become a Jedi Master. When she was framed for an attack on the Jedi Temple, by Beresafe nonetheless, Ahsoka chose to leave the Order despite being exonerated of the crime and walk her own path. After the rise of the Empire, Ahsoka found her calling, providing vital information and assist to the rebels to the rebel forces under the codename Fulcrum. So, really there's nice Ahsoka for you. Man. Very nice. Very nice little bio. Uh, Travi, you're up with your Jedi of choice here. This, this kind soul named Obi Wan Kenoba. Oh, by Wan Kenoba. Hoagie one. Hoagie one. <laughs> I can go for a hoagie. Same. After the death of his master, Obi-Wan devoted himself to Qui-Gon's final wish, training young Anakin Skywalker, which went so well. <laughs> Ad lib. Together, Obi-Wan and Anakin became a formidable force in the war against the Separatists, leading clone troopers on a number of daring missions. Obi-Wan grew into a respected general and selfless Jedi Master over the course of the war. But everything changed when my father betrayed the Jedi Order 
I almost said everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked. It's <laughs> <laughs> like force of habit. There was a part of me that was really hoping that you would pick Obi Wan because I knew that was in there, and I wanted to tempt you with that. <laughs> Thanks. Upon uh, the Jedi Order, and Obi Wan was forced to strike him down. Obi Wan went into Ish. exile, Ish. becoming Ben Kenobi. Which, like, different conversation. <laughs> A mysterious old hermit who lived out in the deserts of Tatooine. Little did I realize, he had dedicated his entire life to secretly watching over me to ensure I was safe from the Empire and from my own father. Dun-dun-dun. Daddy issues. Star Wars. Yeah. All right. Star Wars Episode Nine. Daddy issues. Yeah. Now for my boy. The rise of daddy issues. Now for my boy, Plo. My <laughs> boy Plo, Plo Koon. He is a he is a great character. He's an excellent character. He's oh easily my, my favorite, like Clone Wars era council member. So, a Keldor from Doran, Plo Koon had to wear special equipment to survive in oxygen rich environments. But he lived through most of the Clone Wars on still on skill alone. Plo <laughs> earned a reputation. As one of the best pilots in the Jedi Order, dominating the skies until he was ultimately betrayed by the clones under his command. Despite his penchant, penchant, I'm sorry, my computer. Despite his penchant for taking dangerous missions, Master Plo Koon was known for his calm and kind demeanor. He also mastered an ability known to few, which manifested itself as Force Lightning, which he termed the force judgment because he did not use it out of malice but out of sheer concentration that was an ad lib because i like to just friggin he's the best he saw the best in his young in his fellow jedi especially in a young girl named ahsoka tano with whom he formed a lifelong bond after he discovered her on chili the end the end and that's the end See, I had to double check as to whether. Okay, for the record, everything Spencer said about Electric Judgment was not in the. No, yeah, no, no. I, I, I put that in there because it just goes <laughs> to show how much of a badass Plo Koon is. Yeah, Electric Judgment is not currently canon. That was just Spencer riffing. <laughs> but because he's so- dope. But it Sorry, was spoken so concisely as he someone is who off. read all of these excerpts earlier. I for, I was like, hey, I wait a second. That. I forgot that was in there. <laughs> I think it was until I like looked him dead in the eyes and continued. <laughs> he was like, hey, wait a second. Um, oh, who do I want? Do I want Qui-Gon or Kiyadi Mundi? Qui-Gon. You worship the man like Jesus. I do. But also, Kiyadi Mundi's my hoe. Okay. <laughs> Hey. I'm a ho for Kiari Mundi. Hey ho. Uh, while he may not be a Skywalker by blood, Qui Gon Jinn shares a deep conviction to my family's history or connection to my family's history. Conviction. The- <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to read it; it's all blurry. Um, to my family's history through the Jedi Order. This revered Jedi Master trained Obi Wan Kenobi, who in turn trained my father, and then later became my mentor. Qui Gon was well known for listening to the fir- Force more than the Jedi Code. Uh, a trait that often got him at odds with the Jedi High Council. Quiet Master Jin was killed by Sith Lord Darth Maul prior to the start of the Clone War, but he was the f- first of only a few Jedi discovered 
he's the first of only a few Jedi who discovered a way for his spirit to transcend its physical form. So we have that one. And then we have the biggin. The one I'm super excited about. Which we can all <laughs> kind of shop around here. Um, so what I want to uh, call attention to here first is this image on the left page. Uh, top right of the left page of Luke with a young Ben. Sweet Christ, please give me this in a book or a comic or something. Please show me Ben and Luke on an adventure together. Please, Disney and Lucasfilm, since apparently I'm being paid by you according to a handful of individuals. Um, <laughs> You're in bed with the mouse, I, Jerry. I, as a... As a with the mouse. <laughs> oh boy. As uh as someone who has been once described as a mouse fucker, um, <laughs> I'm so going shit. to put in a personal request that uh Star Wars give me a book on that uh type of story. Uh on, on a story of of bedding with mice? No, that like kind Luke of and, story? No, Luke and Ben, you jackwagon. <laughs> Fucking mice, yeah. Uh, but no, this last page, it there's so much here that's like getting into Luke's headspace leading into the sequel trilogy. Um, he talks about the First Order um, in pretty much the same kind of vagueness that we've gotten so far about in from Lucasfilm already. Um, he talks a lot about Ben uh, and you know, calls himself out for also dropping the ball here a little bit. Um, and he also talks about Ray and how she reinvigorated his sense of um, being the galaxy's hero. Uh, I like a, that a, first line. A, a symbol Ray. of peace, if you will. Um, oh yeah, I may not have done. I might have. No, I'm. I might have been done with the Jedi Order, but the Jedi Order was not done with me. Yeah, I like that. It's very. It's corny. true. It's very corny. It's very poignant. I mean, it's very, but so is Star Wars. So you know, I'm just like as I'm. But no, as, I get it. My my yeah. take, just real quick. This is my only a thought on this is that it it has the sort of a like an aesthetic vibe to like the Jedi versus Sith essential guide to yeah. the Force, which I love so much. I think that's what they're going Except for. Except yeah. the 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 diary element of it just it loses a lot for me. You know, with like everything really? being told from Luke's perspective, there's like there's a point where some things just like say it as is. You don't have to be like visions. This is something I often have while alone in meditation. Let me describe it to you uh, here. Um, Ahsoka Tano. I remember here. No, just, just tell, you know, like there's not it doesn't need to be like a pot boiling over with narrative and like a diary stuff that's my only beef with it so far is because i think if it's got too much of a diary element it just it it's really hard to not make it sound corny which is why i love the jedi path and the the way of sith so much or the book of sith because it is written in a like for the most part, it's a handbook with notes. It is a handbook yeah. with written notes. So you can see, oh, this is what this person thinks about this section. But it's written like the, the piece itself is written objectively for the most part. 
like not so much with Book of Sith because it's like a compilation of yeah. personal. It's a it's a yeah. Sith manifesto, right? Yeah, <laughs> but it's like that's my I don't only thing guys... with it. I'm I'm probably still gonna get one. What? But that's my only beef is like the the first person journal entry diaries. You know, it's just not my thing. I would like to see the like a non point of view version of this book made at some point like i would like to oh that'd be cool pardon me agreed i would like to see a jedi canon jedi path made at some point that said i like being able to get in luke's head and know everything that he knew up to his death in the last jedi um especially the part where he addresses what happened and like just addresses where he was at um emotionally and spiritually um ecumenically (laughs) i'm gonna read uh this little bit kylo ren he might now be known as the first order's most feared warrior but kylo ren didn't always walk the path of darkness long ago he was one of my padawans in the new jedi order but we we shared far more than our devotion to the old ways we shared the fable skywalker blood to my son, to my friend, the son to my friend Han, blah, 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 uh, and my sister Leia, Ben Solo was my nephew, my responsibility, and my greatest failure. Leia could see the darkness taking hold of her son and entrusted me with helping Ben find balance. Yet, as the darkness continued to grow in the boy, I wasn't strong enough to stop it from taking hold. My mistakes pushed Ben further away from the light, and he dragged the galaxy in the darkness with him. After he burned our temple to the ground and slaughtered any students who refused to follow him to the dark side, Ben donned a mask like his grandfather before him and took a new name, claiming his place at the side of the Supreme Leader of the First Order. Um, so yeah, we have like the reoccurring theme of, you know, Ben's family kind of dropping the ball, and that's, you know, part of how we got here, as well as Snoke weaseling his way in there. But I am very excited for this. I think... Even though it's not necessarily being branded as part of the 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 road to the rise of Skywalker or whatever, um, I think this is my favorite piece of media that will be coming out, leading up to the rise of Skywalker. Um, besides, you know, stuff like the Mandalorian and uh, Fallen Order and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Spencer, you weighed in. Um, yeah, let's hear. You were let's hear your thoughts, guys. Uh, Travis takes uh, on this bad boy. I think it looks pretty neat. I I kind of with Spencer on this. I wish it like on in the like on the cover of the book was advertised more to be from Luke's point of view. You know what I mean? Yeah. But besides that, looks really cool. Don't know if I'll necessarily pick it up, but like I've always been the kind to get my not in film knowledge from you folk. <laughs> awesome. It's, it's easier than actually buying all of the other material you don't need to buy them all just the best few <laughs> like, the best few and jedi, let the rest of us fall fill in the gap yeah, jedi exactly. versus sith is like easily the best single star wars purchase i've ever made because it's got like basically everything you need to know about how the force works what you can do with it who the good guys are quote unquote who the bad guys are quote unquote and like it's it's got yeah it's got everything it's like great. the rebel alliance total fucking terrorists um 
from a certain point of view. Palp did nothing wrong. Palpatine did nothing wrong. Um, <laughs> Connor, your uh, takes on this bad boy. Um, I'm pretty excited for it. I can understand um, Spencer and Travis. I can understand your reservations per se with the uh, whole first person diary entry way of I, the book of the book I, presenting itself. I don't mind it personally. I don't think it's a negative. I don't really get. Then again, I'm not with Star Wars. I think it really would take a lot. And I mean a lot to me. But that's just me. Um, I don't I don't think the, the first person stuff is going to be a negative per se. I just wish it was like more in, in your face about it on the cover. And yeah, like in the article. Should say like, oh, you yeah, know, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Like Luke's. Like, Luke's, Luke's journal. Luke's personal <laughs> thoughts. Luke's hot takes. This is Luke's yeah. <laughs> Luke's hot takes. Okay. Can Luke's I see it. Twitter account? <laughs> Luke's yeah, spicy like, takes on the Jedi Order. Because um, if you read the title of the book, you know, yeah, exactly. it's a lot different than what the actual content seems to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, okay, yeah. Um. I'm excited for it. Um, one thing I want to say was with the Jedi path, Two things. One with Last Jedi, one with the prophecy. You guys remember on um I think it was on Twitter, someone asked Ryan Johnson uh how he came up with the whole force projection thing. Yeah, he cited Jedi Path, yeah. Yep. And he cited it. And I was just like, mm, that is amazing. That's, that's the thing that I've been really wanting people like JJ Abrams and Ryan Johnson to realize is that when it comes to Star Wars at this point, there's not a whole lot that you need to make up. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. W- the fan community, the publishers, like we've done the hard work. Just pick the good things, which they've sort of done in like scrapping most of canon, but keeping characters like Thrawn, keeping the idea that Maul survives episode one. Yeah. And like I have my complaints about picking and choosing which things you keep canon, but I'd rather see things from the old canon be preserved than see completely new canons written all together. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. And then the, the other, the other thing was, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but back in November of last year, the, someone apparently decoded the prophecy. Oh yeah, okay. For so for those of you at home, actually pretty cool. I'm not gonna. Lie. I mean, it, I got super. I thought, I thought the prophecy was like black inked over. Yeah. So for yeah, those no, of someone you someone decoded. Yeah, someone yeah. took out the black. I think someone took that out and like um decoded it. Real quick, just, just so people so know cool. what we're talking about in the Jedi Path, the that my Jedi Bible. Mm-hmm. Um. Yep. There's a chapter dedicated to the prophecy of the chosen one. And the way that the whole book is like structured out is that like it, it's a Jedi handbook that like every so often um like every couple pages like uh there will be notes left by an old republic era Jedi, Yoda, Dooku, Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, Anakin, Ahsoka, Sidious and Luke. Um did I say Dooku? Yeah, you said okay. Yeah, you said, and all of them would leave notes at like different points in the book. If you look at the way that like Anakin's signature is left in the book, and you look at the way that the entire Chosen One prophecy is scratched out, 
it looks as though Anakin went through and defaced the book so that you couldn't see the prophecy. I thought that was Palpatine. Luke said it was Palpatine, but I think it's supposed to. I think it's implied that Anakin did it. Oh, uh, okay. I think I'll have Luke, to relook I think at it because I do have those Sidious. books. Yeah, I, I, I think Luke, Luke is saying I think it was Sidious. Um, I think it was either before the Mortis arc happened, where Anakin was like at peace with the idea of being the chosen one, or Anakin did it during Operation Nightfall, when he was... like in his final moments being inside of the temple and went, yep, none of this was true. <laughs> I am a monster yeah. and I'm murdering children. Um, but yeah, uh, I did see that. I mean, granted it's kind of a moot point now that in Canon, we know exactly what the chosen one prophecy is. Yeah. Yeah. Plus it's, I enjoy the mystery aspects of any fandom. Like nobody knows what Yoda is or where he's from. And I'd like to keep it that way. Cause yeah. it's like, or at least we don't. At least we don't. It's like seeing yeah. a really good magic trick. You kind of want to know what's going on, but at the same time, you're just happy to be along for the ride. And I think it's the like reading the Chosen One prophecy pages in the Jedi Path the first time. I was like, I'm really glad they did that. That's so cool. It adds like an extra layer of there's knowledge out there that even we don't have. And yeah. that's really cool. Well, I remember when I first got that book and I opened up the table of contents and I saw the prophecy of the chosen one that was the first page i went to and you were grossly disappointed <laughs> and i was like <laughs> and i looked at him and i was like shit did me dirty um, <laughs> dude same and then when it was dude i was at i'll never forget it was um thanksgiving dinner at my campus and i forget how i stumbled upon it but i was with a few friends that were also pretty big star wars fans and the second i started like reading through the um now decoded prophecy of the chosen one from the jedi the jedi path book i legit like flipped out and they were just like all right what happened dude and i told them they're like oh shit really and i'm like yeah and then we um then they read it and then we literally just had like our discussion on just everything about it and what it meant and everything even though what i'm like we were well aware that it wasn't canon anymore but we just still had oh it was a great discussion spencer could you try to pull that up real quick the decoded version yeah i actually have it i actually have it pulled up let me find it real quick <laughs> i want i, I want to hear the decoded version okay this is supposedly if this is what um yeah like there's a part of it that's like made here. but <laughs> okay um here we go the jedi archives uh okay this I'm, it, it's kind of choppy, so might, some of it might not make sense, but <clears throat> here we go. The Jedi Archives. The Jedi ar Archives contain many prophecies. Uh, certain, uh, what? The talented, uh, like, it, it's very, it's really choppy. Like, halves of words on one page, and, but it's. Oh, like, yeah, um, it's true. Yeah, let me see if I can find it. There are certain talented jedi with the gifted prophecy gift of prophecy um for future sight and t uh, the talent to able to see where the jedi with the the river empires into gift of the future <laughs> okay, well, the river see. empire the prophecy of the time of the chosen one is one greatest of the oldest prophecies a child something mortis held in shall be born 
the ancient holocrons by time of greatness can no more despair a child shall be the path born who will destroy turn many the sith and bring bow take along the balance to the force <laughs> like you can you like, sound like you're having a stroke <laughs> like i will he just might be. i'm gonna keep this up so when we're done here you can read it and try to make sense of like the sentences that are like half a sentence here and then followed by the, the first half of a completely different sentence right after it now pull up so, the version from master and apprentice because i like that one like it is it's it's only it's a poem okay like the prophecies are practically poems and like it and like right there like it was that one was too wordy for me it was already doing this like oh mortis and blah, 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 blah. i don't know it's i think it's meant to be descriptive um let's just come on at least it's what not like super that? obnoxiously foreshadowy like and upon a star of death he shall take upon his master it's, it's very like nostradamus yeah yeah hold on i'm trying to find it I got five. That can be the outro song today because now I want to hear it. I had an idea for an outro song. It's it's very atypical, but they might enjoy it. Maybe we'll do that one for. Maybe do that one for Hall of Heroes Heroes, if I can find it on something. Have you seen us, Travis? Uh, no. Oh, it's so good. We got to sit down and watch that. We got to sit down and watch so much stuff. Uh, Speaking of which, uh, Batman Hush. We got to figure that out. Hold on, I've got I got five on it pulled up for the outro. We'll be <laughs> good. Um, Kill the mics. And I'm still play. searching for the master and apprentice. Um, we've got she who will be born to darkness will give birth to darkness. That when, was the one about Leia and Ben. Which when the Kyber that is not Kyber shines forth, the time of prophecy will be at hand. Yeah. That. Oh yeah. 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 That was. Oh, God, now I want to fucking reread Master and Apprentice. Okay, there's an explanation to it here. Hold on. Let's... One at a time. So, she who will be born to darkness will give birth to darkness. And then the commentary is almost certainly a reference to Leia. Leia was born just after her father Anakin became Vader, and she would go on to have Ben Solo, who became Kylo Ren. Next prophecy. When the Kyber that is not Kyber shines forth, the time of prophecy will be at hand explanation here the prophecy is fulfilled in the book master and apprentice obi-wan and qui-gon come across a type of crystal that is very similar to kyber in structure but is not actually kyber in the book's climax obi-wan's crystal is switched for one of the faux kybers unexpectedly it's still capable of creating a weak like weak lightsaber blade thus a not kyber shines forth filling the prophecy and heralding the beginning of a new age of prophecy a year went um the events of the book are about a year after Anakin is born and possibly when Dooku left the Order. Interesting. Next. One will ascend to the highest of the Jedi despite the foreboding of those who would serve with him. From page 93 of the book. Anakin fulfills this prophecy in Revenge of the Sith when he is appointed to the Jedi Council by Palpatine and the other members of the Council are not happy to say the least. He who learns to conquer death will through his greatest student live again. Likely a reference um, to Qui-Gon, who has learned to manifest himself visibly through the Force and is working with Obi-Wan. There's a whole bunch. There's a lot going on in here. 
I think we'll cap it there. Oh, try, uh, try to find the, the one about the chosen one is like, he who is born without a father is how it starts or something like that. He who is actually forced Jesus. Ah, a chosen one shall come born of no father and through him will ultimate balance in the force be restored. Yeah, I like it. It's very concise. It's like, very concise. You know, I like I like that. And it I'm gets the point across. Right. Yeah. Master and Apprentice is so good. I love every second of it. But yeah, I think that's all we have for today. But before we wrap up, um, Spencer, your spicy weird owl take. Okay. Um, I feel you like dropped this I on feel... me at Comic Con, and I was I I was stunned. I feel like the prime age for Weird Al listening is like junior high, and that's when I really got into it. And it was during this time that I came to appreciate okay. most of his discography, but most importantly, I came to appreciate the polka that is featured at least once on every album. There's always one pop polka medley on a Weird Al album. And I dropped this hot take on Jared, and he wasn't ready for it. Um, my hot take is this. That on any given album, without exception, the best song on that album is always the polka medley. And here's why I think that's the case. One, because while he didn't like write the songs that he's that he's sampling, because you know he's just making a, exist, a, a, yeah. It's it's great for a couple different reasons. First of all, they all have a theme, and it's usually. Something between like it's revolving around a certain style of music like Angry White Boy Polka is all like the the thrash metal and yeah. angsty stuff. But then it's also a lot of them are just like the pop music that's popular when it's released. And you can like hear the evolution of music and like, oh, hey, I remember that 70s song. Oh, that one, too. You know, and it's it's just a lot of fun to listen to the to the polkas. But there's a level of musicality that transcends just writing of music, but also like the ability to take a song that is in one style and change the rhythm, change the pacing and make it into something new. And also they're just so much dang fun. Like he's got this Beethoven thing going on where at the end of every polka, he like fakes you out several times into thinking <laughs> it's the end and so he pulls a boston on you yes <laughs> yes or or a beethoven's fifth where like the last five minutes of the symphony are him just doing a victory lap around you and like faking you out a bunch of times like oh this is the end just kidding oh this is just kidding and weird Al you does know this. this is a podcast hosted by nerds when we're talking about weird al yankovic and, and then beethoven reference beethoven in the same sentence <laughs> but it's just, there's just so much fun and there's without exception there it, there's a lot of really really good weird owl songs there's also a lot of not so great weird owl songs but the ones that are like always reliably good are the polka medleys which is why i love them most of all hot take there you go yeah this is spencer's spicy take my without getting too much in the weeds here of weird owl's discography i will say this much one album disproves your claim. I know. You think it's straight, straight out, out of Linwood that has both Canadian Idiot and White and Nerdy on that album. White and Nerdy is Transcendent. the most iconic Weird Al song for sure. 
Canadian Idiot is like, eh, but it's still good. But Canadian Idiot structurally is one is one of his tightest parodies, though. Like that is one. Like, those are one of those moments where he takes where he deconstructs. Okay, what was American Idiot about? It was it, it was an indictment of American culture. It was calling out, you know, like some like the Bush era politics and all of that stuff. He's like, okay, this is all of the complaints about not so pleasant shit about America written by a Canadian. I, as an American, am now going to criticize objectively pleasant things <laughs> about Canada. <laughs> I, I know. I, my hot take stands. I love them both. Yeah, 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 absolutely. My hot take. I'm gonna, I'm gonna defend that hot take until I feel like it is no longer defensible. <laughs> but anyway, with that said, I think we're. Yeah, we're about I, just, done I, here. I wanted to touch on your uh, weird Al spicy take. Travis Grossman, where can the lovely people find you? Let's have a oh. quick round of applause. Thank you for coming on today, Travis. Yes, Grossman. Travis Grossman. Thank you. It was lovely, such an effort. Lovely. I know it's not like I was already lovely. here. <laughs> yes. It's not like we record do back and Hall of Heroes back to back or anything. All I did was lessen our load on Hall of Heroes because now we don't have to do another sound check. True, because yeah. uh, that one took forty minutes. <laughs> uh, they can find me on Twitter at Travis Political, and. Oh right! Your up and running Instagram. My now. up and running Instagram. That I don't remember what the actual thing is for, but just look up my name. Travis I think it's Grossman. just Grossman Travis. Probably. Why was I not informed of this before right it, now? Um, what's well, so it's like tied to my Facebook is how it got made. Yeah. So I didn't choose the the handle. I think you're right. I think it is just Grossman Travis. I think you can go back and change either of them though. So yeah, it could, doesn't matter. I'm not could, super. You know. It is in fact Grossman Travis. Yeah. I'm loving your cop. profile. That's his yeah. picture on uh, Twitter as you well. You better it's... follow me back. I will, baby. I don't know how I'm not following you already because we're friends on Facebook. But yeah, well, the, the, all the that stuff doesn't carry directly over. You have to go through and follow who you want. Spencer, where can the lovely people find you, and what kind of awesome content can they ooh, find ooh, now? Ooh, ooh, ooh. You can find me at Spence Man Cosplay on Instagram. You can be looking for the first ever posts from my debut Superman thing. Yeah. What do you, I couldn't think yeah. of the right word, but the first show I debuted, outing for your that's Superman my first costume. outing. My first outing with my Superman costume, and it looks really good. Thank you, thank you, thank you to my two best friends who made that happen. Our and it is now our task to uh, put you together a bat suit. So, <laughs> here we go. We get you a bat suit and me a Green Lantern uniform. So that's right. Yeah. So check out some some sick content. We're putting it together, the Justice League slowly. Um, and Connor, um, the lovely people can find me on Facebook, admin in one of the most positive Star Wars groups out there, the Alliance of Star Wars Fanatics. Um, How swift! Do check it out if you haven't. If you're tired of the two, two thumbs up with How Swift, blatant negativity permeate permeating throughout the fandom as of late, which has always been there, but just it seems I, more. I don't know pronounced. if we're at liberty to say that just because of uh, certain things. We we might be a little biased. We we may have been fighting actual Star Wars Nazis at one point. <laughs> But yeah, hey. <laughs> I know that's for a later would, date. Ooh, we we'll get into this. Um, and they can also find me on Twitter at Depa Banana. 
the reason for the name change is because of the Canaan comics, which I read over vacation. Um, amazing comics. I really like Kanan's character. But for me, the star of the comic was Depa Balaba. Absolutely awesome character. Um, so I basically changed my Twitter profile name and my picture to her because I admire her char- I admire her character so much. She is my Star Wars mother. <laughs> I love nice. it. And I mean that wholeheartedly. Deppa is very underrated. Um, oh, 100%. You guys can find me. Jet got emotional sorry. at her death. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at DarkJedi2552. Be sure to follow Spencer and my cosplay group, New Regime Cosplay. Be sure to like and follow Dubek Discussion on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. See all of our content from Steel City Comic Con. Uh, and check out the other shows in the network. We have the Gore and More podcast, which you don't really need to fucking listen to. We have Wicked Wednesday, <laughs> which is the other horror show. We have Jerk the Curtain, <laughs> which Jerk is our wrestling curtain. show. Fuck off, you bastards. Um, and then we have uh, Down the Rabbit Hole with TJ and Mick Strawn. And of course, the Hall of Heroes podcast, which you can find the three of us on. Uh, Where else are you going to get this lovely face? Yeah, of course. That you can't see. That you cannot see. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we are honored that you have joined us. And with that, may the Force be with you. Give me some brew and I might just chill But I'm the type that likes to light another joint like Cypress Hill I still feel these spit loogies when I puff on it I got some bucks on it, but it ain't enough on it Go get the S-T-I-D-E-S Nevertheless, I'm hella fresh, rolling joints like a cigarette So pass it across the table like ping pong I'm gone, beating my chest like King Kong It's on, wrap my lips around the phony And when it comes to getting another stogie Fools all kick in like Shinobi Homie ain't my homie to begin with It's too many hands to beat Probably let my friend hit bit Unless you pull out the fat crispy Five dollar bill on the real before it's history Cause fools be having them vacuum lungs And if you let them in for free, you hella dumb I come to school with a tailor on my earlobe Avoiding all the thick teasers, skeezers, and weirdos Got me throwing off the land like where the bomb at Give me two bucks, you take a puff and pass my bomb back Suck up the dank like a slurpee, the serious Bomb will make a nigga go delirious like Eddie Murphy I got more growing pains than Maggie Cause homies nag me to take the dank out of the baggie Whenever I can, don't need no crutch, I'm so keyed up to the
the joint be burning my hand. Next time I roll it in a hamper to burn slow, so the ashes won't be burning in my hand, bruh. Hoogies get hit, but they know they got a pitch and bent. I roll a joint that's longer than your extension. Cause I'll be damned if you get high off me for free. Hell no, you better bring your own slip cheap. What's up, don't babysit that? Better pass the joint. Stop hitting cause you know you got asthma. Crack the body open, homie, and guzzle it. Cause I know the weed in my system is getting lonely. I gotta take a whiz test to my PO. I know I feel cause I done smoked major weed, bro. And every time we with Chris, that fool rolling up a fatty. But the tango race straight had me. Sticky Doja, hold up, suck up my weed, it's all you do, kicking feet, cause we're IVs, we need to have like the foo-foo. Thank you.